Hijacked, A Beechwood Adventure by G. Michael Smith Chapter 5 Treefort Billy cleaned up all the junk in the kitchen and below the kitchen. His father went about changing the pipes and Billy was reassigned to the garden. He had to start a new compost pile closer to the edge of the property because the police tent was still in place. Billy hoed and hoed. His thoughts wandered from the secret cave below the Cooper house to possible locations for the secret hideout. Once his wheelbarrow was filled, he pushed it to the base of the large cedar trees at the edge of the property where he dumped it. The sun was almost at its highest point. Billy was sweating. He cursed himself for forgetting to bring water. He knew his father had shut off the water to the Cooper place while he replaced the pipes. There was no water to be had. Billy sat down with his back to the trunk of the largest cedar tree. Tilting his head, he stared up the trunk of the tree. The branches at the back swayed down, almost touching the ground. Suddenly, he had an idea and jumped to his feet. Walking around the tree, ducking under the low branches, he looked up again. He was considering a treehouse. To his surprise, he found a series of boards nailed to the trunk on the back of the tree. The first few were rotten and barely holding on, but as he looked higher, he could see many more steps that might still hold his weight. About halfway up the tree, he spotted the remains of a platform. Billy jumped up in an effort to grab on to one of the more solid boards, but they were just too high. He stopped and looked at the large bent branches. He walked over to where a large one curved down from the tree trunk. Standing on its lowest point, he reached up and grabbed a higher branch. Pausing to steady himself, he slowly walked up the branch until he reached the trunk. Then he climbed onto one of the boards that was part of the makeshift ladder leading up to the platform. He looked over at the house. His father was still inside. He started to climb, testing each step before putting his full weight on it. He managed to climb six steps up the tree. The seventh step came away in his hand when he reached up to grab it. This was as far as he could safely go. Examining the pattern of branches, he realized he could abandon the steps and used the branches to climb up to the platform. There was an opening in the floor right above him next to the trunk. He planned his ascent carefully, stepping from branch to branch. At one point he had to go all the way around the tree to reach a secure handhold. Finally, he poked his head through the hole in the platform that surrounded the tree. It was not designed as a treehouse, more like a platform used to observe the surrounding area. He stepped onto the platform, holding onto a couple of branches that had been notched for handholds. He imagined the floor he was standing on collapsing and sending him tumbling to the ground. He shook his head. The result of such a fall would be very unpleasant, to say the least. Gingerly, he jumped up and down to test the boards. 
They seemed to be solid. There were large galvanized steel cables snaking around the tree, supporting the main platform. The cables had been attached so they could move with the tree as it grew. He relaxed as he looked around. This was some sort of lookout, and it was built to last. Some of the railing was rotten, but that could be fixed. He imagined some walls and a roof. That would make a real hideout. Billy sucked in his breath. He could see the entire Beechwood Glen, down the freeway in both directions, the forested median that separated the freeway, and even most of the Cornborough estates on the other side of the freeway. His mind was racing. The gang would love this. He glanced back at the Cooper house. His dad was coming out the front door and heading to his truck. Crap! he muttered and started to climb down. He was much less careful and nearly fell when he put his foot on one of the rotten steps. It broke free and tumbled to the ground. It fell on the back side of the tree. His dad did not see the board fall, but he heard it and turned to stare at the backyard. Fortunately, he did not see Billy. He glanced toward the shed and the police tent and then back at the garden. Billy was almost to the ground when his dad called out his name. Billy quickly brushed himself off, stepped from behind the tree. He reached down and pretended to zip up his fly. Oh, there you are. I thought I heard something fall. Are you okay? Yeah, said Billy. I I just had to go, so I stepped behind the tree. His dad looked at the garden. Slow progress, eh? It takes forever to chop out all the roots. Yeah, I know. Lucky you have all summer to get the job done, he grinned. Hungry? Starving and thirsty. Last night I bought a package of sliced ham and some wraps. Let's go home and make some lunch. He turned and headed to the truck. Billy followed but he was not thinking about food. The possibilities of the platform in the cedar tree becoming a perfect secret ignited his imagination. Later that afternoon, Billy completed weeding a two-meter section of the garden. He took the wheelbarrow over to the shed and leaned it up against the wall. He had to go around the police tape and he was now standing at the back side of the tent. On an urge, he reached down and lifted the edge of the tent and peeked inside. The walls and the ceiling of the tent were white, and the bright sun outside made the inside glow with bright light. The side he lifted was closest to the grave. He could see the white edge of something that was half covered with dirt. It was one of the bones. He re-ran the scene of falling into the grave in his mind and realized that the white patch he was looking at was a section of the skeleton's skull. It was in the right place to be the skull unless the body had been chopped up before being buried. Billy's imagination was suddenly off to the races, his head filled with questions he wanted answers. Who was this man? 
How did he die? When did he die? Was it a violent death? Why was the grave not marked? Maybe Mrs. Cooper knew who he was. Maybe he wasn't even a male. He felt the shape of the buckle in his jeans pocket. He pulled it out and looked at it. It was shiny, clean, and warm. He slipped it back inside his jeans just as the kitchen door slammed. He quickly dropped the edge of the tent, brushed off the dirt on the knees of his jeans, and stepped from behind the tent. Walking straight back to the garden, he picked up the hoe he had left there. On his way back to the shed, his father called out, "'Oh, let's call it a day, William.' You want to stop for ice cream on the way home? I could really use one. Sounds good, said Billy, as he jogged to the truck. He was pushing all the thoughts of the grave and what he had done out of his mind. If his father knew, he would not be happy. If Billy looked or felt guilty, his father might suspect. It was safer not to think about it at all. Chapter 6. Scrounge and Smuggle Billy was licking a huge chocolate ice cream cone as the cool air from the open truck window blew his hair into his face. The cone melted faster than he could lick. It dripped onto his shirt and down his chin. His dad looked over at him and started to laugh. Close the window and it won't melt so fast, he said. Billy tried to turn the stiff window handle. It turned out to be a bad idea. Once he took his eyes off the cone, he did not notice that the cone was no longer upright. He felt more ice cream drip onto his shirt. He glanced back at the cone just in time to save the entire glob of half-melted ice cream from falling into his lap. Oh, crap, he said. If your mother was here, she would tell you to watch your language. But by the looks of you, I think it was appropriate. He pulled into the driveway. Go in and get cleaned up. I have to head over to Rona to pick up a couple of things I couldn't find in town earlier. Mrs. Cooper won't be here until late September, but we have a lot of work to do to get that place livable. We? Dad, it's summertime and I'm just a kid. Yeah, just a kid that wants a very expensive portable game console. I'm calculating your time. I'll tell you when you've earned it. I think you've just enough time to work off half the cost by your birthday in August. I will spring for the other half. Billy rolled his eyes. Don't compare yourself to other kids that get everything just handed to them. I'm equipping you with the advantages they will never have. You will be able to do practical work, and they will have to hire someone else to do it for them. That's my gift to you. Uh, yes, Dad. Billy opened the truck door, still balancing what was left of the ice cream cone. He could feel the cold chocolate sweetness run down his arm, and he knew there was no point arguing. He turned back to his father. I'm to get cleaned up and head over to Jackie's to play on his game console. Are you making dinner? No, you are. 
I want you to make a meatloaf like I taught you. All the things are in the refrigerator. Have it ready by six. Oh, and toss a couple of potatoes in the oven with it. We can have that and some sliced tomatoes. I saw a couple of ripe ones in your mother's garden. Billy nodded and licked the stub of the ice cream cone. Then he had an idea. Hey, Dad, the last time I was at Rona, I noticed a sign over a pile of old pallets that said they were free for the taking. Do you think you might toss six of them in the back of the truck? Me and the Braves want to build a clubhouse, and they would work well for the walls. The Braves and I, he corrected. And yes, I will, if there are any there. Billy watched his father drive away. Then he headed into the house to clean up. Figuring he had at least two hours before he had to start dinner, he put on a clean T-shirt and headed over to Jackie's house. He had gotten into the habit of taking different routes through the Beechwood complex. Back alleys were always good when scrounging for stuff. The pallets would be a real benefit. The Braves could use them as they were or take them apart and use the boards. Many of the pallets came from overseas countries and they were made of weird hardwoods. They would be perfect when it came to building the new steps up the back of the cedar tree. There was nothing of use today along his route. He climbed onto the back porch of Jackie's house and knocked on the door. No one came to open it, but he heard Jackie's mother shout, He's in his room doing something weird. Go on up, William. Billy opened the door. Jackie's mom was a friend of his mother and hence called him William. There was no point in correcting her. To her, he was William and that was that. He walked through the kitchen and up the stairs. He approached Jackie's door. He didn't knock. He formed his hand into a claw and scratched down the door three times, as if he were one of the monsters in the horror movies. He heard Jackie's voice from the other side. Come on in, Billy boy. He opened the door, stepped inside, and closed the door behind him. The door scratch was kind of like their password. If someone knocked, it would give Jackie time to hide whatever he was secretly working on. He worked on his bed, and he had a blanket ready to throw over and conceal it all from unwanted visitors like his mom or his sister. There were always some dirty clothes around that he would toss on top to cover any random bumps and make anyone less likely to touch the mess. He learned the hard way. Last Halloween, he'd found a bunch of old fireworks hidden in the garage. They were really old. Jackie had taken them apart and removed all of the gunpowder. His plan was to make a bomb big enough to blow up something huge. He was in the middle of unwrapping a bunch of Roman candles when his dad knocked on the door. Jackie was expecting Billy. He said, "'Come in, Billy.' His dad opened the door and saw all the fireworks. Everything hit the fan, so to speak. His dad took and destroyed all the fireworks, while his mom railed at his dad for leaving them accessible for children to get into. Ever since then, 
the new protocols were in place. Claw the door three times, as if you were Freddy Krueger, and Jackie need not secure whatever he was working on. Billy looked at the bed. It was covered with wires. On his desk was a small baby monitor. What you building, Dr. Strange? Billy, am I glad to see you. Things have gone to caca. My whole summer might be ruined unless I do something, said Jackie. What? said Billy. Jackie walked over to his bedroom window, pulled the curtain aside, and peeked out. Look, he pointed. Billy walked to the window and looked out. In the yard next door were two kids about his age playing on a slip-and-slide. One was a girl, and one was a boy. They looked very much alike. So, said Billy, in case you didn't notice, they're right across the fence. They're here for the summer. They are incredibly irritating. They're twins, which makes them even more irritating. And worst of all, my mother said I have to entertain them all summer and be their friend. Just saying it makes me gag. Oh, said Billy. Oh, that's all you have to say? Oh, I'm at their beck and call. If they want to do something, I'm supposed to be their guide. Slave is more like it. What are you going to do? We have plans. The Braves have plans. I'm glad you asked. I'm setting up a surveillance system that will tell me when they're coming over here. So I will have time, as the Brits say, Scarper. What? Scarper. Scram. Vamoose. Take a powder. Vacate. Bail. Evacuate. Oh, I get it. Whenever they want you to do something with them, this will provide an early warning system so you can show up at my place or end up watching me work from the maple tree. Billy pointed at the camera. What's all this other stuff for? I'm extending the power line so I can mount it under the eave out there, he pointed at the window, and run the power from here. I have one of my mom's old cell phones that will connect to it via Wi-Fi. The camera has motion detection. It starts recording when someone moves toward the gate between the properties. They will come that way. I won't get a lot of time, but I will be warned. Billy looked out the window again. They don't look as bad as you're making out. What are their names? Get this. Jimmy and Joni. Who would name their kids Jimmy and Joni? Joni is the girl and she's especially painful. She's always smiling at me as if I'm a new toy. She says things like, What would you like to do today, Jackie? What's so bad about that? It's the way she says it, all sweet and sticky. Yuck! I think you're overreacting. On a different topic, I got my dad to check out the old pallets at Rona. He's going to bring some home. I figured we could use the lumber. Cool. I found the perfect spot for our hideout today. Where? At the back of the Cooper property, there's an old observation platform up in the cedar tree. It needs some work, but I think we can make it into the coolest hideout ever. Great, he said. He was not really listening. 
He picked up a screw gun and fitted the bit. He pulled the trigger and the gun whirred. Billy continued, I'm just going to need the braves to help me get the stuff to the base of the secret passage. Once there, we can use a rope to get them on the other side of the fence. I want you to figure out a way to get materials over the fence and up the cedar tree. We'll need some pulleys and some good rope. Any ideas? Jackie didn't answer. He peeked out the window again. They've gone inside. Now's the time. He opened the curtains and the window. I'm going to step on the roof with the camera and this screw gun. He held it up. I'll screw the camera to the eave. Plug it in and point it at the gate. What do you need me for? Jackie picked up a man's belt from the floor and looped it through the one already around his waist. You're going to hold on to the other end of this. He flapped the leather belt in front of Billy. Got it? Oh, got it, replied Billy. I won't let you fall. A few minutes later, the camera was mounted. Jackie climbed back to the window and became occupied with connecting the phone via Wi-Fi. I need to get along. I'll see you later, Billy said. Jackie nodded, still distracted. Billy headed home, his thoughts filled with possibilities of a summer with a secret hideout up a huge old cedar tree.